Hey everybody, it's Maylee Thomas, and I've got one of my favorite people in the world on the show today, Jason Lovell with the Buffalo Ruckus. They've got a new record coming out called Texas Heat. Lots of great songs on it, and I can't wait to get to this interview, so I'm not going to take much time at all. I'm just going to play a song called Wash It Off off of one of my records, and I'm going to come back with my favorite Jason Lovell of the Buffalo Ruckus right here on Texas Homegrown Music.
Well, here we are in Texas Homegrown Music, and my guest is Jason Lovell with the Buffalo Ruckus. Welcome to the show, Jason. Hey, Maylee. Thanks for having me. Well, you know, you're one of my favorites, and um, awesome. for, for a lot of reasons. I mean, not just because you're just such a phenomenal musician and the band is so great, but because you're just such a wonderful human being. And we've uh, we've got a little bit of a history just from a lot of the really um, fun gigs that we've been able to do together. And I mean, something that I've never done before. We played at a freaking golf tournament last year for the Byron Nelson. <laughs> Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I mean, who'd have thought? <laughs> so, um, and and we've actually got a fun show coming up on Friday, which is another reason why I'm such a fan of yours because um, you're so willing all the time to help out people, and we're doing a fundraiser for um, a, a, a woman that's uh, that has a. a traumatic illness and she just adopted a two-year-old um, granddaughter so I, I'm just so grateful for you and last year you did the same thing for me it's our leave your hat on um, benefit concert and last year you actually or in 2022 you actually made the barbecue for us this year I'm not going to put that pressure on you but um, <laughs> yeah I don't know if you guys out there realize this guy's a accomplished chef yeah, uh, I cooked professionally for 17 years um, all over the country for restaurants, large and small, country clubs, hotels. Um, cooked for Hillary Clinton during her campaign run as a presidential campaign run. Cooked for the governor of Montana a couple times. Um, cooked for Big Boy and Little John and uh, John Legend one time. So, yeah, I've, oh my I've been on the block with some food. <laughs> Well, but hey, none of that, none of that, none of that compares to coming up to McKinney and cooking for you and the mayor and a bunch of y'all's friends. I do appreciate you giving me that opportunity. Well, honey, you know, um, not only did we appreciate that, but just your your music and your just your spirit. I, I I'm gonna have to brag on you a little bit because I we've talked about this um off the air. I am. I'm just so moved that you have allowed yourself to understand what's important in life and, um, and, and all the guys in your band, you guys are, um, you know, I know there's other fathers out there too, but I don't know if people really realize, um, <clears throat> what it takes to be a parent, to raise children and be in the music business. Sometimes you have to make some really hard decisions. And, um, I actually made a, a pretty tough one a couple decades ago when I, um, got pregnant, was told I couldn't have children, got pregnant and realized that I was going to be a mom first. And so it meant that, you know, maybe I didn't pursue what a lot of people do in the beginnings of their music career to try and make it, you know, and um, I wanted to be a stay at home mom with my kids. And so I had to make some decisions and, you know, as a result, I'm still playing music and my kids are now adults and they're grateful that I was in their life. And you've, you're doing that now. Yeah. When, when uh, my first born, uh, when, we knew, when we knew we were moving out here, we we're going to raise kids. Uh, I decided to quit cooking for a living and get into music, which is kind of a weird thing because your, your time is still stretched on the weekends and nights and stuff like that. But um, I had a lot more freedom to raise my kids and be in their life. Uh, you know, as a chef, you're gone every night, every holiday for 70 hours a week. And uh, as a musician, I had the choice to to do that as well. I mean, we did tour a little bit our first year or so. Um, well, first like four years, 
we we toured pretty heavily, but we, I never strayed too far from home. Texas is gracious to the musician in that respect that you can kind of stay close to home and still reach a lot of ears and uh, reach a lot of people. So, well, and yeah, God bless you for that. I'm sure your kids loved it. Well, you know, all I know is, and I think I, I've said this to several people, that I I really thought about what my life was going to be like um, as I got older. Was I going to look back and say, oh, gosh, I wish I would have played Carnegie Hall or, you know, some of these big venues? Or would I look back and say, I wish I would have spent more time with my children? And oh, yeah. I, I feel like uh, definitely I made the right decision. And as a result, I'm still playing music. And although I'm not playing uh, huge venues and not you know known all over the world, I still enjoy what I do. And my show is the same. And I, I tell people that all the time, you know, because I talk to a lot of young artists that say, when I make it. Or when I get there, and I ask them, just like I ask all my interviewees, look, are you still are you playing music? Are people coming out to see you? Are you performing and loving what you do? Well, then you've already made it. I mean, you know, you know how many people are out there that um, still aren't playing venues yet, and you know they're still in their garage, and that's cool too. But my point is, it doesn't change anything just because you're playing to thousands of people. Although maybe you make a lot more money for sure, but I don't even yeah. know if that's the case much anymore because you know music has changed so much. Um, mm-hmm. You know, since we, when I started, and and of course now. As you know, we can record a song on our phone, upload it, and immediately reach thousands of people. Whereas before, we had, we didn't have that that ability. But the the bummer about it is there's really no traction on how you make money anymore because people can stream for almost free. I you know I laugh about it because yeah. I get a little check every once in a while with a you know all of these downloads and. It, it's literally like point zero zero one, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you you kind of have to assess um, why you're doing what you're doing, and I know why you're doing what you're doing because you love it, and it's in your soul, and it's in your spirit, and um, and you just have a message out there that you want to give. Yeah, for sure. I we we love to play together. Um, we we don't love the touring part. You know, I, I don't like being away from home. Um, I don't like traveling in a smelly van with five other dudes. I mean, it's not, it's not my ideal situation, uh, but we do love to play. And we've given ourselves, you know, when, when COVID hit, we kind of like just took a step back and said, hey, let's stop putting so much pressure on ourselves to, to move so much and let's just play the gigs we want to play. And I mean, in, in reality, a lot of the guys got jobs, you know, when COVID hit, it's like, well, what are we going to do for money? And so a lot of them just went ahead and got full-time jobs and um, they like that steady paycheck. I mean, so no uh, doubt it's yeah. And not having to travel as much. So now we kind of pick and choose. We, we do a couple of runs throughout the year. Um, we go to back, back to my home state of Georgia. Uh, we like to run up into the Rocky mountains cause we love to just travel up that way. And um, so, yeah, we, we definitely took a step back, but uh, I have no regrets about that at all. Well, and also, um, I noticed that, you know, obviously you're a really prolific songwriter and you got involved very early in, um, in a songwriting group that kept you mm-hmm. doing that even, even during COVID and when every, when nobody could play and work, um, you continued yeah. to do that and were, were, was able to put out some, some music. Yeah. We, um, uh, P 
Peace and Cornbread, our second record, all that was written on a Facebook songwriter group, like where, where they gave you a, a word a week and you had a week to put together a, a tune and, and put it out on a video to all your peers in that group. And if you didn't put one out, you got cut. So I, I just tried to make it a point to, even if I was putting out garbage, I was still trying to put something together, just to keep pen on paper. So yeah. would you um, would you encourage um, young singer-songwriters to be a part of something like that to really push themselves? I, I would. I think it's a great challenge. Um, again, it, it just keeps pen on paper. It keeps you pushing yourself to, hey, I have a deadline. And a deadline is maybe what people need to like start writing music and start really pushing themselves to get more music written. So. Well, if there's yeah, I would any, definitely encourage. If there's anything that I've learned um, about artists, um, we're we're generally, you know, pretty left brain, and a lot of us are not so much into the business side of it. And because I and, and I'll, I'll be honest, the best thing that happened to me when you talked about getting a job was. Um, you know, very early on, I I had to work because I wasn't making enough money playing gigs to survive. And as a result, you know, I got married. I, ma- I married the guitar player that I hired in my band because that was the first smart thing that I did because he's a left brain, right brain. And as you know, George, um, you know, we decided early on that to live the lifestyle that we wanted to, we were going to have to work. And um, so business, you know, helped us and it helped us. It's helped us in the music industry for sure. And in the, in the music, because it has forced us to, uh, you know, to to push ourselves to get things done. And because, yeah. you know, so. So, yeah, I, I would agree with um, with putting yourselves into a position where you have to get have have deadlines, especially as musicians. And, uh, and there's a lot of them out there. There's a lot of groups out there. I know, you know, a lot of our, our friends, Texas musicians that are part of it, song sequestered groups and stuff like that. So I, I, I hear a lot of great stories about it. Well, I have you on the show today because you've got something exciting happening. Finally, you've got this record that you've got coming out on the 27th of January, which is this coming Saturday, um, called Texas Heat. And there's several songs on there that I know you've had for years, but you just haven't ever been able to put it all together. So finally, we've got this 10-song album coming out uh, with a lot of some of my favorite songs that there, including my number one favorite new, uh, a song that you wrote several years ago called Habanero Honey. But um, mm-hmm. we're going to feature Mama Getting Mean right now, which is, um, you're, which is out there now. You just dropped that on January 8th as a single for everybody to hear. Um, give me a little background on it. I know I pretty much know what it's about. It's it's about, you know, when mama ain't happy, nobody happy, right? <laughs> that's right. That's the truth. <laughs> it, uh, that's exactly what it's about. You know, it's about um, mama putting some, some limits on what we do. And uh, sometimes we've been those limits. And uh, she can get better and mean, can't she? <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you got a good mama in your household, so I know you weren't talking about yes, her. Ma'am. But um, we're going to play it right now. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about this record that you guys are going to love. I'm so happy that you finally did it. And I know you're already working on a new one because this is a lot of songs that you've had for a little while. But it's called Texas Heat, and this is called Mama Getting Mean. It's out there now. And we'll talk more about what's, what's to come on Saturday when this whole album drops. So we'll be right back on Texas homegrown music. Uh-oh, mama getting bitter, baby. Uh-oh, mama getting mean.
Uh, Jason Lovell uh, talking about this new record called Texas Heat and um, you know first of all I would love for you to tell me what you think you guys are um, uh, all about because I read something really interesting that was a quote in D Magazine that said um, a band with howling limitations psychedelic Americana made by musicians who take the outlaw part of outlaw country very seriously do you think that pretty much pegs you guys? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're all wanted by the law in some way or another. I'm just kidding. Uh, but we, um, you know, I, I do agree. We, 
when we first started the band, uh, Brad and I got together first before I met any of the other guys. And we, um, he actually came to audition for me for another band I was trying to put together. And, um, he's, he pulled me out on a smoke break and he's like, Hey, um, I got some guys already ready to play. Like I've got a drummer that I've been playing with and a bass player I've been playing with. And he said, we're about to disband from another band and we'd love for you to come. We've got a name and we already have gigs. I'm like, well, show me the money. Let's go. <laughs> and so, uh, I'm, I went to his house and we started kind of messing around with some stuff that he had written. And I was showing him some stuff that I had written and we loved it because, um, we both come from the kind of same background. We're like country, Southern blues and Southern rock and, um, bluegrass. We both love that. So, uh, we kind of decided right before anything ever happened that we wouldn't let ourselves get boxed in to a genre, like a certain genre and what people expect of us. So um, our records throughout, you hear Peace and Cornbread's more cohesive, I think. But our like our first record's very like, there's rock on there and Southern rock, and then, there, then you'll have a folky Appalachian tune. And, um, you know, our live show is, is it mirrors that. So um, when you hear us live, you hear some really crazy loud guitar songs, and then you'll hear something really soft with a mandolin and an acoustic guitar and let the drummer go take a pee break. So that's... Well, you know, yeah. um, I'm a big, huge Blackberry Smoke fan, and I love that kind of Southern rock, uh, Americana country, whatever you want to call it. And yes. that's that's kind of what you guys... Um, that's, that's where you guys fit in my world. And... You know, I I love the fact that you have so many different sounds like that, and I, I I really think that's part of the success of you guys because there's nobody in the audience that can't relate to some of the sound that you come out with. And of course, I'm a big Charlie Star fan anyway. But um, I I tell you what, for all you guys out there, if you have not seen the Buffalo Ruckus live, you are missing out because these guys honestly put on such a show. And I I don't know, Jason. I guess I really relate to you because um, I see a lot of myself in you where, you know, we just we just put it all out there. I don't even think about it. I just I just let it go. I don't leave anything um, left undone. I don't worry about how I look. I don't worry about um, what people might think because I just have this message inside of me and I just want to let it out. And I've, I see that in you um, so much. And that's what I love about you guys. And, and also, you know, you and Brad are are able to put out a really big sound with just your duo sometimes. It's crazy to me. Yeah, I agree. First, I would like to say the same thing about you. I love watching you perform just because you are so free and so, uh, uh, not explosive, but uh, expressive. Just expressive, and, and I love it. Like I love people that aren't reserved on stage and actually just leave it out there, like you said. Um yeah, as far as Brad and I, the duo that we do, it's it's usually just a couple of acoustic guitars or an acoustic guitar and a mandolin, and we've just learned that duo um, how how to share the stage with just one other instrument pretty well. Um, and I, we've been playing we've played together long enough that you know I know how to fill in his the spaces he's not playing, and he knows how to fill in the spaces I'm not playing. And then you know Brad, I, Brad will say he's not a good singer, but I think he compliments 
what I do well when it's just the two of us. Absolutely. Um, well, it's definitely yeah. a great core to build on. And um, just so that I don't forget, would you, for everybody out there, go ahead and um, give kudos to, and introduce the band to everybody that's listening so they can know who we're talking about. Yeah, so um, Brad Hafner, he's our guitar player and um, mandolin player. He does a lot of our artwork and graphics and stuff for the band. Um, our drummer, Jared Ford, he's been there the second, third longest. Uh, he's awesome. He does our video work. So he's a videographer in the daytime and a uh, magnificent drummer and a pretty good bluegrass picker now. He's been he's picked up bluegrass guitar. and Awesome. Uh, he's a really cool guy. And then David Turner is our bass player um, and mathematician. He's <laughs> He's got a, like a master's in mathematics. Oh, wow. And then uh, our... Our uh, composer, I would say he's our music director, even um, Josh uh, Joshua Miller from out in uh, Rockwall, Texas. This guy can just he can sing the phone book. He's got such an ear for music and he just helps us with harmonies and he helps us with, hey, you know, it'd be cool if we did this instead of just doing a regular chord change here. Let's try this like suspended seventh and blah, blah. I'm like, well, you got to tell me a little bit more information. <laughs> Can't just throw it out there for me. But yeah, so that's, that's the guys, uh, Brad, Jared, David, and Josh. Well, it's such a great group of guys. And I don't know, um, I, you know, I don't know if we've talked about this, um, but I've been on tour the last few months with the Texas Music Revolution um, documentary that we did at the 25th yeah. TMR Texas Music Revolution show on the twenty the 25th year. And you guys are in it. And it's really fun to see people respond to what's going on in Texas music. And um, I, I love it because you guys represent Texas in such a great way with, you know, just like we talked about earlier, such a wide range of music. Um, I hope you get to see the film soon because it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, it's I, a I lot need to see it. You do need to see it. You need. I'm going to make sure you do, honey. I'm going to I'm going to make that happen. Um, well, I don't want to take up a lot of time because I'm going to do a back to back right now. I want people to hear this record. I want them to get out there and buy it. We're going to do um, Alabama. And Ain't Drinking in Pagosa. So I'm going to give you a few minutes to just give us a little bit of background on those two songs. And um, and then we're going to do a double header here. Okay. Um, Alabama was written by Brad. Um, it was, it was a, an idea and a hook that we'd thrown around for a few years and before it kind of came together. And it really, the song came together in the studio. Like it wasn't, it was a partial song before we got in the studio and really fleshed it out. Drennan Bell was helped us produce this record, and uh, he had some great ideas on the song and um, kind of where it went. And, man, it turned out so... It's one of my favorites to play now. There's a cool, like, gang vocal chant kind of thing at the end, and um, when we're live, and when we're live, it's definitely awesome and fun to play. Um, but, yeah, it's about, you know, working man... Uh, not being broken down by maybe a, a woman named Alabama or maybe the state of Alabama, who knows? Right. Um, but I'll leave that open-ended there for y'all. Yeah. And then the other tune was, uh, oh, ain't, Pagosa. Ain't, yeah. Yeah. I Ain't Drinking in Pagosa is a, a, basically a true story of, of us on tour. Um, we'd had a really fun night in Santa Fe playing a show, and we stayed behind with the staff for a long time, well into the morning, and... When we got up really early the next day to try to make a gig in Colorado at Pagosa Springs, 
I just said, I, I ain't drinking a Pagosa, y'all. <laughs> and and uh, it just sounded so good off the tongue that I wrote it down. And then we ended up drinking in Pagosa. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, later we, went, we had a show in Jackson Hole and the boys went out for the day and I stayed in and uh, wrote that song. I wrote it with John Dempsey. John Dempsey was on with us on that tour. And uh, he helped me. He really only helped with like one line, but I got to give him credit because it's one of the best lines. It's the one that says, um, "Need to." Uh, it's hard to find. Uh, what does it say? Need to find my integrity. It's hard to find in my pedigree. I just thought it was a really killer line. Oh, that's so great. It's one of my favorites. One of my favorites. So, yeah. Y'all enjoy it. Well, Thanks, we're going to play them right now. We got Alabama Ain't Drinking in Pagosa. And you guys, Texas Heat's going to be out on Saturday, the 27th of January. And when we come back, we'll talk about some shows that you guys can catch them on because they're going to do a couple of uh, shows in the DFW area and, um, and uh, give you guys an opportunity to come out and see them live. So we'll be right back with Jason Lovell of the Buffalo Ruckus right here on Texas Homegrown Music. Lost Highway is crooked Looking like a snake on the crawl Checked out the Pueblo's houses of Plato down around old Santa Fe. We're staying up late and making up songs. We done forgot how to play.
strangers still lay I don't know We found us a tavern Down by the river They let us you guys um you're lucky that uh, you get to hear some of these songs before anybody else but they are going to be all out on saturday the 27th and you guys are going to be playing with me of course on friday night for that fundraiser of leave your hat on um but then saturday full band you're going to be at the third rail um in uh, grapevine in hotel Venn. Uh, i think february 2nd you're doing another show at the bartonville store um, uh, you've got an acoustic gig on February 24th. Where's that going to be? Um, where was that? <laughs> well, if you guys get on their website, you get, you can, you can um, get all of these, uh, gigs down. You're going to be at, uh, Bartonville store. Oh, that's the, the rock yard in Trenton, Texas. Yeah, the rock yard. Yeah, right. And, um, so, uh, Bartonville, and then you've got Saturday, March 9th at Love and War Saturday, March 23rd at Old Texas Brewing Company. So there's lots of opportunity for you guys to come out and see these cats um, play live. And I'll tell you, you will not be disappointed. It's such a fun show. And um, I I hope you guys are going to be playing the TMR stages somewhere. And if you haven't already been drafted... um, I'm going to call you as soon as this thing's over. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do it. Yeah, TMR has been... It's been so good to us. Um, so I definitely want to see the sh- the movie and definitely, man, let's let's hook up and I'd love yeah. to play your stage again. Well, yeah, let's just do so. it. I'm just kidding. When we get through this interview, I'm going to snag you before somebody else does. <laughs> um, Sounds good. I, I just love you guys so much. And again, I, I have to say um, to you, honey, one of the most beautiful things about you is that you're such a wonderful father. And that speaks mm-hmm. a lot to me because, you know, here's the deal. It doesn't matter how we live our life um, if we can't invest in other people and continue that love to to keep going. You know, I, I, I say people to people all the time, I really believe that our purpose in life is to be relational. And that's one of the reasons why I love music so much is because it gives me an opportunity to be a part of so many people's lives. But if I can't make it relational in my own life, how do I ever expect to be able to be a good relation to people that I don't even know? Yes, I agree with a hundred percent. We're, I mean, we're, we're made to be community in, in community with people. And, um, you know, 
I I would I wouldn't give as far as fatherhood and and being at home with my kids and my wife like I'd give everything up to be able to be here like it's just you know what's what's the point otherwise I don't you know uh yeah I can't say enough about that really and at the same time I'm I don't have anything else to say about it. <laughs> well, so um, just—I don't think we've ever talked about this, but what what was your upbringing like, and what what was it that gave you the gumption to 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 decide to play music? Repeat the question one more time. So, what what was it was it what was it about your um, upbringing that made you decide to play music? Um, was there something specific that happened that you knew that this was your calling? Well, I mean, so. I, I, I thought it was my calling, but my parents disagreed with me. Uh, my dad played music, and he was, you know, a choir director at our church when I was coming up. And, um, you know, I played. I didn't play. I sang a little bit at church. And I picked up the guitar in, like, seventh or eighth grade and started playing and and singing and thought, man, I, I think I'm going to be a singer. I told him, I said, I think I want to be a singer and a songwriter. And they're like, there's millions of singer songwriters out there. Like that's just not, you got, you're going to go to school. You're going to get a degree of some sort and you're going to, you're going to, you know, do that first. And in hindsight, now that, and so I did, I went to school and, uh, got a job as a dishwasher and quit school and realized I was a good cook. Cause I, I just moved up the ranks really quickly in this restaurant. And uh, before I knew it, I was on the line cooking. And before I knew it, I was sous chef of that little restaurant. And so I quit accounting school, <laughs> quit trying to fulfill my dream of being a bean counter and, uh, and went and started cooking for a living. And when I got the band together and I quit cooking for a living and got the band together and released my first record, my dad called me. He's like, you know, hey, you're right. You should have done this all along. Like, That's what you should have been doing. You know so what? he loves it. He, Yeah. That's He's, that's wonderful. It's, it's awesome. You know, and it, and it, I, I hear this story a lot. Same thing happened with with George. You know, George's dad. George got a guitar when he was, um, you know, in his teens, and his dad made him take it back. He said, you know, guitar equals drugs equals rock. You know, rock and roll equals drugs equals death. And no, you're not going to do it. And yeah. um, and I'm so grateful that in college George went ahead and you know picked up the guitar again. And of course, years later, when his dad finally heard him play on stage, he was he said you know what son i'm i'm sorry this was this definitely was your calling and where you needed to be so that's a beautiful story and i'm glad you shared it and i'm just so happy that i had you on the show honey you know how i love you you are one of my favorite people in the world and uh, and definitely one of my favorite musicians so you guys uh jason level of the buffalo ruckus please 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 do not miss out on this record some great stuff on it um we're gonna play big black smoke right now and um um, of course, I've already got ha- had habanero honey on my list here to- today as well. And um, <laughs> nice. I just love you so much, honey. And I'm going to definitely have you um, be a part of things that I do in the future as much as possible. So Texas Homegrown Music right here with Maylee Thomas and my beautiful guest, Jason Level. And I'll be right back. Good luck. 
I won't 
those cats and if you enjoy listening to that music wait until you see them play live they are such a high energy fun band to watch they really get you moving and i'll tell you i think that they have yet to be captured on uh, the energy that they portray when they play a live show so if you guys can get out to a show and go see these guys you know how i am about going to live music of course we all know what it feels like to not be able to see that and we don't ever want that to happen again so let's just continue to go out and support live music speaking of live music we've got tmr 28 coming up the first weekend of june and i can't wait to give you guys the lineup it's all going to be talked about very soon and we're going to be a big part of it we'll have our own stage as well as so many stages 20 different stages with so many bands playing for two days don't forget to get your tickets for texas music revolution 28 well i can't wait till next week I've got a great artist coming your way, and I appreciate all of you listeners for being a part of this show every week. Thanks to Guitar Sanctuary Burris Injury Law for making it possible, and be sure to love life. You get out of it what you put into it, people. Don't forget that. Peace out, everybody, and we'll see you next time on Texas Home.